0: I personally have the feeling that the framework now is really good. Maybe it's not perfect, but the technology itself is really powerful. It works, it's battle-tested. Look at Odo itself, it works. We don't want uh, a huge and difficult to learn uh, framework. We want something that is light for us and for all functional developers. And we want it to be powerful at the same time. So we're kind of looking for those abstractions that have the highest ratio value over cost of the abstraction. Each abstraction has a cost. Even Even if it's not a runtime cost, it may be a mental cost. We just don't feel that the value added by changing all uh, will bring a better return uh, compared to the to disrupting the Odoo ecosystem in such a deep way. You know, framework code costs much more to change, in a way, because uh, the rest of the code base depends
1: on it. Hello, Odooers. In today's episode, tech enthusiasts and developers are in for a treat. We'll be delving into Odoo's fantastic web framework. We'll explore its evolution over the years, the decisions we've had to make, and where it's headed. I'm confident that both techs and devs will find this discussion truly enjoyable. So let's get started, and I hope you have a great audio session with us. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Olivier. Welcome back. It's a pleasure to be back here so in the studio. Second episode to discuss some more JavaScript. Last time it was about uh, all, so like the, the JavaScript uh, library, the base blocks behind Uh, uh, all the implementation of Odoo, uh, actually. And today, uh, you're here to discuss about Odoo's web framework. So, what is that exactly?
0: Yes, but maybe I should explain more precisely what OWL is. OWL is really just, you you could see it like like that, just a component abstraction. It's really the basics, building block for your user interface. And now today, I think we are going to talk about the web framework in more general terms. So, by web framework, I mean... All the basic uh, infrastructure code that lets you build your application, but not mm-hmm. uh, it's like a one level of, of abstraction higher It's uh, all the, those, um, all the code that helps you um, talk to the server, uh, build a, in a generic way uh, any kind of screen, uh, utility code services, all of that is done by the, what we call the web framework. Mm-hmm. and I think it's, um, people don't realize how much the web framework is doing. When you don't know much, much about Odoo, maybe, maybe you will assume that uh, we have developers
1: working explicitly on each different screen. Yeah, because for anyone having, having like tried to develop a website someday uh, uh, and, and just looking at the tutorial on the internet, uh, uh, you can write everything from scratch, page after page, uh, yes, and it and, could and work. I think it's very common to work like that, and it
0: makes sense for a one-shot uh, one application. You have like your contact pages, then you maybe you have a list view and a form view, mm-hmm. and maybe you try to reuse some components uh, between them, of course, but still, you have to work explicitly on each different screen, mm-hmm. e- each different page. And the web framework is doing, uh, really, that's what it's, w- it's really good at. Uh, it's building your screen for you. It will... It defines those basic form views, uh, list views, Kanban views, all, the, all those kind of abstractions. And you need to to just write a short description of what you want to see. And uh, Odoo Web Framework will build from that a, a concrete component template that will display your screen. Mm-hmm. So it's really helpful for developers to, to just focus on what they want
1: to see and not how it will be implemented. And in, in Odoo, it also allows more flexibility, uh, because of the modular design, right? So uh, you can inherit views, add just one field somewhere uh, uh, inside them, and the framework will handle all, uh, all that and render that
0: properly on the screen. Exactly. Okay. It's very really, very powerful in, uh, in Odoo that you can extend views by uh, applying XPath, and then you add any fields, any kind of uh, information inside your views. And from there, I mean, the web framework will build all templates and
1: will display it mm-hmm. d- dynamically. Mm-hmm. And that's very powerful, very useful. Mm-hmm. And how is this, this modularity uh, handled by the, by the design? How, would you say, how is it built, actually? Because Odoo wasn't web-based uh, originally, uh, so it's been, it's been a few years now. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, how did it, well, did it influence the design, the way the code is organized? Uh, or how, how, how did it come and how, how did you work on it over the years?
0: You mean the modularity? Yeah. Or, yeah. I think uh, the modularity was at the heart of Udo from day one, or maybe not day one, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure, but at least way before the web client. It was already uh, based maybe by luck, maybe by good insight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was built on XML document, mm-hmm. uh, the, the user interface. Mm-hmm. And, and it still is. And it still is because it's really useful. <laughs> so it didn't change uh, on that. And now the technology behind it changed a lot over the, the years. So first, we have uh, like a, a basic... Framework implementation, and, and that was actually the web, what we call the web client. It's still uh, code like that. And most business code was only XML documents and Python code. You mm-hmm. see, uh, you, you don't ha- we didn't have to write uh, that much JavaScript uh, back then because you didn't need it. Uh, we had, it was a very basic. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, um, the application pr- um, evolved a lot over the, t- over the years, and people need to customize uh, much more the um, specific part of the flows, specific part of the screen, uh, anything. And the framework evolved uh, for the, the, la- the la- last ten years to uh, to ma- meet that uh, need. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, cha- it changed a lot from a technological standpoint, but the, the
1: basic extendi- extensibility principle is, is still there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how did it evolve? So because uh, you were talking uh, about also that came pretty recently. Uh, we started like talking f- about that four, four years ago, ago. Four years ago. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Four years already. Yeah. <laughs> Time flies. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, well, how, how how did you maybe decide to to well? You had to rewrite everything for all. Yeah, but
0: we didn't really decide. It's like uh, one day we said, "Okay, we'll rewrite mm-hmm. everything now." Uh, it's, it didn't come like came like came up like that. So, so really, from fr- uh, the framework, just really kind of it's an emergent property of the system. It was mm-hmm. uh, it was there all, all along, but we didn't really talk that much about the framework, and that, that's why we didn't organize the code really all the time. Uh, with the framework in mind, we have we have for example still even now we still have some uh, for example assets bundling code that is in the base addon mm-hmm. and it should probably be in the web uh, web addon with the web framework. Mm-hmm. So because
1: the the web module is the one adding
0: the, yeah it, it, the web module is the main JavaScript framework module. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the web client code, but it's more than the web client. It's, the web client is the application, the user interface that you see from a, a high level uh, perspective like, like the the navbar mm-hmm. and the action manager and stuff like that mm-hmm. and we have also at the same time the framework which is all the code that will uh, generate those views and talk to the server
1: mm-hmm.
0: so the web the web addon is doing all of that and it, it, it's really a, more like a historical Evolution. Like, uh, we have, we have, we needed to, to add some feature and then we add it. And the code maybe sometimes didn't change as much as it should. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but still, we, we did a pretty good work of, of changing the code uh, among the years. Mm-hmm. And so you were saying there was still a, bu- a bunch of things in base. So the, the core of Odoo. Uh, what exactly is there?
0: But I was thinking mostly about the assets bundling code. All the, all the code that will manage uh, JavaScript files, CSS files. Uh, and maybe uh, uh, transpile them, change them, uh, mm-hmm. all of that code, and put them together in one single f- simple file, or maybe it will minify the, that code. That mm-hmm. c- that code, all of that is still in, in base, base mm-hmm. and should be in web, mm-hmm. and maybe uh, not exactly. Yeah, we have uh, some other controllers that that are uh, in the web
1: in the base and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how come it is, t- it is still there? Because from a, a very theoretical point of view, I think, uh, I don't know, uh, if there are students listening to us, maybe they're like, wow, it's ugly, uh, you shouldn't do that. Why Why are they keeping it like this? Uh, um, so first of all, is the plan to keep it like this? And second, why, it, it, why is it okay, if it is okay, uh, to have it like that? <laughs> That's a good, good question. I think it's, it is
0: okay in a way because it works and we don't have a really really a big need to change. Mm -hmm. It would be more elegant from an intellectual perspective, but there is no no really large need to do it. And I think it's the reality of large uh, organization. Sometimes you have code that's that's just there, it works. You don't have an incentive to change it right now. But maybe uh, since you have a, a, a better vision of what you're doing, uh, like better mental idea of what the framework should be and how it should be used in different contexts, at some point, we, 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 I think we, we should change a little bit the, the organization. But there is another reality that we should maybe uh, at least uh, mention. It's the fact that the code, the, the code itself is the result of the team organization. And until now, uh, the, the framework code is mostly managed by two teams, uh, the, the Python teams and the JavaScript teams. And that's why, in a way, not really true, but in a way, the both of them evolve independently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they still do communicate, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we, we'll talk about that maybe in a, in, a,
1: in a moment. But okay, can you talk about it now. Uh, why not? Uh, I mean, the the you you would say that the philosophy of the development is not the same because you have two different teams, and so sometimes you would need more. Uh, centralization uh, between between both of them to go in the same direction? More coordination, I would say.
0: Yeah, I think the, um, the, there's a fact that uh, at some point, each team owns, in a way, some part of the code. You know, uh, yeah, the, the, the project team will man- manage the project code, the JavaScript framework team will man- manage the, um, the JavaScript framework code, and so on. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the the way we work is like we are we are mostly concerned with evolving our own uh, code base, mm-hmm, sure. and obviously <laughs> that's our job. And it's n- not so easy to go in a transversal way to to um, to work on uh, to even to see uh, the need when you need to to do s- some change that involves m- more than one part of the code base. Mm-hmm. And I think we should do it, and we did. We actually did, uh, for example, last year. Uh, There was like a collaboration, a collab between Mm -hmm. (laughs) the framework, uh, the Python framework team and the JavaScript framework team to improve the way um, views communicate with the server. Mm -hmm. So before that, views were uh, doing a bunch of network requests in sequence to to fetch the data. Because Mm -hmm. when you you look at, uh, for example, a CRM lead, you need to fetch uh, a bunch of, of fields. And then maybe you, you have relational fields, you know, you know, one-to-many and stuff like that. And those subfields may still uh, themselves contain other relational fields. Usually you have a many-to-many tags, for example, in, a, so in a one-to-many.
1: Could you give a bunch of, of, of examples uh, on the CRM lead or, or whatever mm-hmm. other, other model of such fields? Sorry. So, so w- examples of such fields are on on a specific model. So, just that, so that people have a okay. P- I, I, picture I, I think
0: uh, I bit. should have said a uh, s- uh, sale order It's easy, easier to explain. You have okay. like the the sale order is uh, one uh, record. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's an
1: order made by a, a customer. So yeah. you have uh, a field on it that is the customer, and it is a relational field.
0: Uh, yes. It's that, yeah. It's a, it's a relational field. Mm-hmm. It's a minute to one What mm-hmm. we say? It contains a bunch of orders information, uh, a lot of information. And among those information, you have uh, cell order lines. That's each element of the cell order. Mm-hmm. And so you have usually more than a one. a relational one. field. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so it's a relational field. It's one to many. You may have uh, a bunch of uh, order lines. Mm-hmm. You don't know how many. Mm-hmm. So those those information are, are stored in a different uh, table mm-hmm. in, on the database. And that's why you need to, to, to load first the record for the, uh, the cell order. Mm-hmm. And then you need to, f- to fetch the, the, the data for the seller-order lines. Mm-hmm. And then maybe uh, if those seller-order lines contain themselves, um, for example, tax taxes, mm-hmm. uh, those are stored in a different
1: table. Many, uh, it's a many-to-many tags. Um, yeah, so it's even two tables because you have the many-to-many and the tags. Uh, yeah, actually, it's, yeah. <laughs> it is.
0: And so you need to fetch all, of, all, all that data in uh, multiple uh, network requests. Mm-hmm. And what we did uh, last year was to change that. We have a new controller, a new uh, part of the code in Odoo that will uh, just receive a description of what the view needs and will uh, fetch all that data in one step and return it to the server, uh, okay. to the web client, I mean. Okay, so it's...
1: Way more efficient,
0: so it's it's a uh, it's much better to do it like this. Uh, it doesn't um, have to wait to uh, uh, all those network requests.
1: How much faster was that? You know,
0: I don't have numbers. So you you save a, few, uh, instead of doing like four requests, you do you, you do it just once. So mm-hmm. the, the part that fetch the record itself is fa- is faster. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it depends on the network
1: condition and all of the, all, of the, all of that. When did you realize that? It was you or someone else that it was important to do that. How and and more generally, more generally speaking, uh, how do you know where to put the effort to make the framework evolve? Because uh, you 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 were mentioning that the framework is an emergent thing, and so uh, essentially that well, you know, you 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 start doing something, then you don't really care about making a framework. Then over time, uh, you realize that there are things that you need to do in other places that look a bit like the the ones you already did, and then that starts becoming a framework. So how? How, how do you know what to do? Uh, how do you choose what to do? Uh, for example, this, this uh, optimization you were talking about, mm-hmm. what, how did you, where does it uh, come from? Oh, yeah, where did it come from?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, there, in, for that case, uh, it was really someone from the Python team, uh, the, fri- the Python framework team, that was the champion for this uh, feature. So he was uh, looking at the um, network uh, tabs, and look at, uh, looking at all those requests, and was looking for a way to, to merge them together. So mm-hmm. in this case, it's our own R&D, the Python framework team that started with this project and uh, they talked to us and then we, uh, we made it happen together. So for that case, this is uh, internally and that's quite uh, common actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have in the fr- framework teams, since uh, many other teams depends on us, it's, it's common that they ask us questions on how to, sure. to solve a, a specific problem. When you look at it, we have uh, like many kind of different problems. Sometimes you try to, to give them a, a quick and dirty solution, if it makes sense. But you, you know, at, at, um, if you have the same question that comes back uh, and again and again, at some point you start to say, okay, we maybe we need to to, to do something about that. Maybe we need to find an, a better way to 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 solve that issue. Mm-hmm. So there is like a technical uh, vision that we need to to, under, to uh, evolve over time so we have questions that are asked we have also other um, other poss- possible uh, possibilities for example uh, we have um, tra- we, when we give trainings we can see how
1: people react to uh,
0: to the framework yeah I
1: think it's important to do it because maybe people don't find how to do things, but it's actually possible <laughs> to do them uh, they just don't know
0: yeah. Right? Yeah, so that's a very common problem. Mm-hmm. And sometimes. Probably the most common. <laughs> and sometimes also, we just uh, look into the code. We just look into all the Odoo codebase for some uh, keywords uh, that we know are usually red flags.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what, what are these weirdos doing again? <laughs> and then, yeah, if you see
0: something that's named underscore, underscore, debug, underscore, underscore, do not use this or you will be fired. Uh, it's probably a red flag. And so we, we look into the code base for those, um, th- those keywords. And sometimes we, we, we see, we try to understand why they needed, needed to use that for their specific problem. And maybe there there was no other possibilities, so it makes sense, even if you don't want to do it. But we need to to update
1: the framework to make it uh, possible to solve their needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you start seeing the same hack or nearly the same hack multiple times, it means that something is probably needed in the framework. Yes,
0: and it makes sense because uh, Odoo is now becoming a large uh, suite of applications. You have like sure. a, a lot of needs. You need uh, to have... Your, your code base need to work in, in in iframe. It need to be translated. It need to be fast. It need to work in other uh, websites It need to work in many different situations,
1: and all those needs need to to be met in a proper way in the framework. Also, I would say that the the, the software is becoming much more mature, mm-hmm. and so we want to add this 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 layer of polish that wasn't yeah, exactly. really, that wasn't really there in the past, but that is really needed, and this is essentially JavaScript. Uh, uh, yes. And the, 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 and now the teams are getting larger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have like so. You all, uh, we also so, have
0: the resources. Uh. <laughs> so many people <laughs> are working on functional teams and mm-hmm. also in um, uh, framework teams mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have the resources to to make it work. We just need. What's difficult is to have the, the vision of uh, what's the best way to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know that there is something wrong. You don't exactly know how to uh, make it in an elegant way. You know, in a way that feels right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, you don't know it right away. And maybe six months later, and some other feature will uh, will be uh, merged in, in Odoo. And maybe it will click that that feature can be used as a basis for uh, the problem that you had before. Mm-hmm. And using that, you may, you may now, now
1: solve the problem co- properly. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, the fact having a clear mental image of what you're Trying to do and of what your 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 framework, your software is doing is also very important uh, because, indeed, having something elegant is important not not just because it's nice to do nice code and nice looking code, but just because it will be more it will be easier to understand for for, for newcomers. It will be easier to use, and I think it's very important when you're making a framework like to have something self-explanatory. Uh, I would say.
0: Yeah, I think it's difficult, but when when I when we have something that's elegant, mm-hmm. it basically means that it bypasses your uh, your brain in a way, and it's um, and your intuitive uh, brain can uh, uh, validate that it's a it's a good way to to model the problem. And we want a framework that is light. We don't want a, like a huge uh, and difficult to learn framework. We want something that is light for us and for other for all uh, functional developers as well. And we want it to be powerful at the same time. So we're kind of looking for those abstractions that have the highest ratio value over um, cost of the abstraction. Each Mm -hmm. abstraction has a cost. Even if if it's not a runtime cost, it may be a mental cost, you know, Mm -hmm. because uh, now developers need to know know, uh,
1: four things instead of two. Yeah, indeed, Uh, uh, adding... Concepts uh, ha- always has a cost because you need to know them and you need to understand them. And and when you will read some some tutorial, whatever uh, uh, about it, you you will people will g- are going to talk about them, and so you need to understand what they're talking about. So there's always a, a cost because it's making things more complex. Actually,
0: yeah, it's making maybe it's more efficient mm-hmm. uh, to have like four different things that solve one problem. Maybe one is m- better in, in one situation and uh, another idea is better in a different situation. But at the same time, people need to uh, to, to, to use the, the correct one. Mm-hmm. And it's more difficult. Mm-hmm. to. It, the framework may not be better just because it's more efficient. In one case, it doesn't matter if people to, uh, use the wrong abstraction anyway. Mm-hmm. So we, we need to find the balance between something that is... Uh, very fa- very optimized, very fast uh, from the performance standpoint,
1: but also it needs to be intuitive. Talking about intuitive things and making things more intuitive, uh, what can we expect for the future of uh, uh, Odoo's web framework? So, uh, uh, what, 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 what is coming? Uh, what are the plans? I personally have the feeling
0: that the framework uh, now is really good. It's mm. may- maybe it's not perfect, but the technology itself is really powerful. It's good. It works. It's battle-tested. And uh, it's, it's proven to, to, to work. You can look at uh, Odoo itself. It works. Uh, what's missing, in my opinion, maybe first is uh, some nice packaging around it. You mm-hmm. know, like a good documentation and maybe go- some tweaks here and there to, to make the experience uh, seamless. You want people that uh, start to develop in Odoo. To feel that there is some, some cohesive experience that mm-hmm. it's, it works and it's like they expect, you know, the mm-hmm. the, the principle of least surprise. Mm-hmm. At the same time, so we want to design the framework to be um, intuitive in a way that even if uh, developers don't know that much about um, the framework itself, they will by default use the correct uh, solution. So that's what uh, that's what called the pit of success. We want that. If they don't know, uh, they will choose one solution, by maybe by elimination, mm-hmm. and then that will be the co- the, the proper solution in Odoo.
1: Yeah, the it. default option chosen by most people must, must be the right one in most of the cases.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, w- I think we need to, sometimes we, we will evolve, the, we will change the framework in that, uh, in that direction. We will try to, that's what we're doing now, we're trying to... to Change maybe sometimes slightly, sometimes in a more um, important way. Uh, we, we need to change the way uh, some components work to make it more uh, easier to, to use. Uh, we need to to, to update some um, uh, ma- mostly component and service. Mm-hmm. But really, the, the, what's missing is the packaging around it. Uh, good developer, we want a better developer experience and so on. That's really uh, important. Uh, but the the technology in the in the web framework. May, maybe at least some layers of, the, of it will not change that much, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm obliged to, to ask this question. Is, a, is there a No3 coming to support all that?
0: Uh, exactly, that's um, a, a good point. I mentioned that uh, the framework is, not, is good. It's not perfect, but it's good. And I, I believe that the bottom layer, OWL itself, is really good enough for all our needs. So if you look at OWL for the last, uh, for, uh, all commits for the last year, you will probably see just a few uh, minor fixes and some small improvements. and mm-hmm. so far now, we don't need we don't want to change it. We want to build the rest of the way, the framework in a in a better to be in a better position, but all will not change at least for the next year i w- i wouldn't I wouldn't expect them um, so
1: so far, nothing planned.
0: yeah we have <laughs> we have a, a bunch of ideas, some radical, some not some easy. Mm-hmm. We just don't feel that the value added by. Changing all uh, will bring a better return uh, compared to the uh, to disrupting the other ecosystem mm-hmm. in Good. such a deep way. Yeah. You know, framework code costs much more to change in mm-hmm. a way in a way because uh, the rest of the code base sure. depends on it.
1: Yeah, uh, because here <laughs> it's, it's changing what's underneath the framework. So then you would need to change the framework and then all the customization that's exactly. made on top of it. So
0: exactly. So the the the, the main uh, takeaway is that we want to ch- to uh, we will change the framework. Not much all itself, but what's on top of it. Mm-hmm. We will try not to change it too much, uh, but we uh, all, all all the time in the in the direction of making it more powerful, easier to use,
1: and and um, simpler mm-hmm. to understand. And that will be our final word because we have reached the end of the episode. <laughs> Thank you for your answers. Jerry. Thank you. Ali. Well, that wraps us today's episode, folks. I hope you've gained new ideas and knowledge from our discussion. Exciting, isn't it? If any question popped up, don't hesitate to post it to the pad so we can address it. Until next time, cheers.